0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to California Haunts Radio. Welcome. I hope everybody had a great Halloween. You know, I forgot to put my sign on, too. Look at that. I'm losing my mind. Oh, well, too late for that. Um, we have a great guest. We're waiting for her to come on. Uh, Chris, Christy Robin. It's tonight, we're going to be ta- hopefully talking about nightmares if she once she gets on the air. Oh, there she is. And I want to thank everybody for coming. It's the first day of November. We've started the holiday seasons. Wow. Christmas is right around the corner. I know. I know people like myself, I have a Christmas tree up all year round, so... I've hit my lights and it's ready to go. I have a tradition I started with my mother after my father passed away. Every Halloween Eve at midnight, when it turns to November 2nd or November 1st, rather, we put the chip, we used to put the chipmunk. Chipmunk song on, you know, Christmas don't be late, and that's how we would usher in the holiday season. And I did that last night. Plus, like I said, I uh, because my mother loved Christmas trees so much, in honor of her, I leave a Christmas tree up all year. So when uh, Christmas don't be late, I played Christmas don't be late. I hit the holiday lights on the tree for my mom. Welcome tonight. My name is Charlotte. I'll be your host for the next hour or so, and uh, I am the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 35 strong up and down the state of California. We also have we also have uh, members in Oregon, Washington, Hawaii, and Nevada, so we can help you out. We're nonprofit. We don't charge anything for our services, but we do come out and help you if you if you suspect that you have a haunting going on. So, uh, without further ado, uh, we have a great guest. We're going to be talking about nightmares. And, you know, a, there's a lot of interest in this. Every time I do a show about nightmares, um, we usually get a lot of people online. and Then there's a lot of people that, that watch the show afterwards, especially on a night like tonight, because the first of the month, everybody's out shopping, you know, getting their groceries and stuff. So, we'll have a lot of people watching afterwards. And these shows about nightmares really, really catch people's attention. And so, I'm looking forward to people commenting on this, you know, either in the show or Later on, because like I said, these catch a lot, you know, these gain a lot of attention because people are kind of afraid of nightmares. You know, what are they? Um, yeah, you know, what are they? What what do they mean? You know, are they foreboding of stuff? I mean, if you're like, Nost- if you end up like Nostradamus and you start having these these nightmares, it's kind of foreboding, right? Um, So uh, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. So I'm going to get Christy, I hope I pronounce it right, Robinette on to talk about nightmares.
1: Hello. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. You did right. great. Thank you. Lots of people try to flare it up and do Robinet and that's okay too, but it's Robinette's. I like Robinet. Robinet. It sounds okay. exotic. It's so, so French. It's like, you know what? It's like something out of a Hallmark movie. <laughs> it does. Christy Robinet and the Christmas. Yeah. You're a normal story. And the Christmas so. nightmares. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about you. Oh my gosh. So, I am a psychic medium by profession. It took me a long time to actually say that. I've been seeing spirits since I was three years old. Grew up in an incredibly religious household, parochial household, that really honestly wasn't thrilled that I could see spirits and they considered them imaginary friends. You know, a lot of us have similar themed stories. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Um, I had a lady that came to me in in uh, spirit who told me that my grandmother was going to pass away. I was only like four. And so I told my mom and dad, I'm like, grandma's going to die. And so I got my first and only spanking. And then they marched me up to the local Lutheran school and registered me for class. So I, they thought, you know, I was being overly creative because I was bored. Mm -hmm. And here I am 50 years old. And apparently, you know, K through 12 parochial school didn't remove it out of me. So, um, I did the normal thing. I got married. I had two kids. I got divorced. I went to college, not in that order. I did corporate world for a long, long, long time. And then I ended up quitting my job about 15 years ago and opened an office to do life coaching. And I wrote books on and- that's me in a nutshell. That's fifty years in a nutshell. There you, go.
0: there you go. When you were going through, initially going through your, your discovering your abilities, did you go through that period like a lot of people go through, where they they don't want to sleep with the lights off, or, or or the TV's on all the time because you're hearing stuff. I'm still going
1: through that phase. <laughs> I do. You I like have TVs on all the time. Yeah. My I I am remarried to my forever husband and he had to get used to the idea of I have to have a fan on for the noise and I have to have a light a nightlight on because even just the other day I ended up having a situation where I had a spirit that was next to me, and I don't like to be startled. Uh-huh. I am a little bit of a type A. I like to be in control of the situation, and I don't like to be startled. And I was startled, and the cat was just staring at the the spirit and looking at me like, what? What's wrong with you? That you? You should be used to this by now, right, Mom? What? You know, a
0: lot of people don't realize that with, with, with sensitives is that we, you, we hear stuff at night and that's the issue. I have my, my poor TV has been on solid for like ages. If not, I've got some of that relaxation thing going on, you know, in the background. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Something like that
0: because it's just constantly on. And uh, my family just yells at me because, you know, oh, we've got that brand new TV. You've had it on for five years solid. And I'm like, well, let's to stay on for five years solid because well, I don't want to hear things at night.
1: I don't And even, you know, doing I,
0: I know my dog see things.
1: Yeah, and our pets do, but even doing paranormal investigations, yeah. you know, I, so there's stuff. I work with teams all over, and I tell them, I'm like, I have to have my flashlight, and I won't shine it, <laughs> I'll keep it on, you know, my hand, but yeah. I have to have it on, it's like my blankie, they're like, what is wrong with you, but that's what's wrong with me, I'm an empath, I can't help well, it.
0: Well, that's what I tell them too, and they look at me like I'm crazy, I say, you know what, I'm a paranormal investigator that's afraid of the dark, I'm sorry. I
1: don't like I things in afraid the dark. Of the I, dark. I know. I well, I found somebody. <laughs> I found a soul person that understands me. Look there you that. go. Yep, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So, wow. uh, I want, yeah, I want to talk to you about nightmares because people have them all the time. You know, the meaning of nightmares and and and, and like like the falling. Oh my God, the falling dreams. You know, those ones where just just before you hit the water, boom, you're awake. Right. Right. What What is it with nightmares that fascinate people so much?
1: Well, it's interesting because for years I used to do lectures on dreams, right? Mm -hmm. And it always turned to nightmares because... We tend to remember the negative more so than the positive. It's, it's just part of our human nature. We remember, you know, the deaths and the sad time and the grief more than the promotions and the births. And we always tend to, even if we're a positive person, that's sort of how the human nature works. And nightmares are based off of trauma. So we typically, you know, when we feel all of the emotions of anxiety and sadness, it sits with us and we have that recall. And honestly, you know, I i don't think I've, well, no, i should, I take that back. I was going to say, I don't know if I've ever had anyone say, I had a really great dream and I feel so great today. I have had people say that, but it's very infrequent. More times than not, they're like, I had this horrible dream and now I'm in a really bad mood. And so... And there's so much symbolism that comes from our nightmares and our dreams, too. But because Mm -hmm. we remember the nightmares, we honestly, every night we're getting a psychic gift. We are getting a free psychic reading every single night when we explore the dreams. We just have to make sure that we're sleeping. Okay. Okay.
0: That makes sense. Because, you know, like uh, I know after our loved ones pass, they'll try and
1: communicate with us. Sometimes, you know, via dreams. They absolutely do. And I've I've had a lot of people after they've taken care of a loved one or one of their loved ones has passed away. Uh-huh. That says, I had this horrible dream, this horrible nightmare where I'm walking up to the casket and my mom sits up in the casket and starts screaming at me. And they're like, I thought I was supposed to have this pleasant visit where she's supposed uh-huh. to tell me how wonderful I did and how much she loves me and how she's in a good place. And I'm like... Yeah, those are visits which you had as a nightmare. That's your subconscious saying, maybe I should have done more. That's not mom on the other side telling you. It's saying that you're sleep deprived and she can't get to you.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So how do you interpret nightmares? I mean, when somebody comes to you with
1: nightmares, what do you do and how do you handle it? So I'm I'm kind of a weird person. Well, I'm a weird person in a lot of different ways, but I'm a weird person. (laughs) So... I'm not a fan favorite of all of the dream books. You know, you can okay. open the books and they've got all of these definitions of if a tiger's chasing you, if you see a frog, all of those. Because I really honestly believe that every every dream, every nightmare, every symbolism is personalized to what is going on in your world. Now, mm-hmm. those books can help give you an outline to sort of help decipher that, But we first have to go through as much as can be remembered. And there's different themes with what is the nightmare? Is the nightmare based off of trauma? Is the nightmare based off of a past life trauma? Is the nightmare based off of paranormal? Or it can be a connection to... um, the experiencing stuff from somebody else, like that empathic trauma from people around you. And so there's so many different layers to what does it mean? So I'll give you a, for instance. So I had a client who was constantly having nightmares of being trapped in a freezer. So even (laughs) in her daylight, if she was driving in back of like an ice cream truck or a truck that had a freezer, she went into a panic attack and it was her doctor that actually sent her to me because she she's like i can give you all the anxiety drugs you know that there are but that's not going to help you get over what's going on so it ended up being a past life that she had been trapped it wasn't we don't think it was a freezer but it was that Mm -hmm. click click you know how those freezer makes that right 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 it it was that noise so we had to kind of unprogram that fear that trapped feeling out of it so that was a past life it didn't happen in her childhood there was no recall of that. We really think it had happened. She thought she was maybe on a ship because she hated ships and water. And Mm -hmm. I was a little Pirates of Caribbean, you know, with her getting (laughs) stuffed in a room that had a lock. And do you know that once she's like, that's what happened. I recognize that. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm okay. She never had that dream again
0: or nightmare again. So when you were talking about the other dream books
1: and the symbolisms and stuff, how do you view the symbolisms as opposed to how they view the symbolisms? Sometimes they're this I mean, honestly, there's so much common sense with most of what we dream. It, it's I, I hate to take the supernatural out of it or take the uh-huh. you know the the fluff out of it. Uh-huh. There's so much, you know, when someone says, Well, I'm dreaming that I'm flying. Okay. So you want to fly through life. You're feeling like you're caught, you know, and you want to fly or I'm falling. You're feeling like you're falling from some situation and you're not rebalanced. There's so much common sense that comes from it. And most times when I do the interpretation, they're like, why didn't I think of that? Like that makes so much sense with Mm -hmm. what was going on in my life. So I think... I often say like dream interpretation and maybe even the books are like, you can go to McDonald's and get a hamburger or you can go have somebody else, you know, you can cook it at home. Mm-hmm. You can, I'm simply validation. And sometimes the books are simply validation too.
0: Well, you think about that. I mean, just recently, because I was uh, working on a video project, you know, to get out. i uh, was having nothing but trouble with it. And my mother sure of came up, came up in a dream and they were yelling at me about resting I mean, literally yelling at me. And so, I mean, that to me, the interpretation of that obvious, is obvious because they're keeping an eye on me and knowing that I'm exhausting myself and, and they're trying to tell me to get my act together. And they know by coming nicely going, well, you know, you need to get your act together. It's not going to happen.
1: Right. Well, and yeah. And sometimes we need the in our face instead of all of the crazy symbolism that comes. And I think our loved ones on the other side know us, And Mm -hmm. they know if they give us a clear picture of what we need that we're going to take it instead of going, I wonder what that blue monster that was hiding under my bed that had a balloon, that then there was a cat. And I don't all of a sudden there was an alien that was skiing. I don't know, you know, and you're trying to decipher all of that. Instead, they're just simply going, you know, you should probably rest and then step back. Project will all come together after that.
0: Right, right, right. Have you ever had somebody that, like you say, like, So, if somebody's dreaming of being pursued or a monster or something like that, how do you interpret that for them? I guess it depends on what's going on with their life, right? Like like you said,
1: it does. A lot of the the monster dreams or the chasing dreams are honestly feeling like there's something that you need to escape from. Mm -hmm. And often those are from past situations, not necessarily even in the moment, but it's something that still hasn't healed in your life. We have these amazing brains and we store every single thing that we do throughout the day And even in our past life. So it's all stored in like this amazing computer and some of it's archived. And once in a while, the archives say, hey, you know what? You really should have deleted us. So we're going to give you a nightmare or a dream for you to deal with what needed to just be deleted. And so you, I mean, how many times has someone had a nightmare about a job that they had years and years and years ago? Uh And you're like, I haven't thought of that that job in 20 years, or you're fighting with that boss that you haven't seen in 20 years. Well, it's something that still is bothering you. It's like a splinter that you don't even recognize. You're so used to seeing that splinter in your finger and the pain in your finger, but your spirit guides and your angels and everyone else is saying, you know, if you just clear that out, it's going to make room for some new fun stuff, some good stuff. So they're always trying to help cleanse us.
0: What brought you? I mean, like there's hundreds of dream, well, maybe thousands, you know, of dream interpretation books out there. How did you decide to approach it the the, the way you did, the, the way you have, rather?
1: I I, could, I sound like I'm gonna be so because I think that things get overanalyzed too much, honestly. So I I really like. You know, as much as I see spirits, I'm going to sound really stranger. As much as I see spirits, I actually like to debunk things. I was oftentimes my minors in physics. So my majors in English and psychology. So it's weird because I go the opposite ends of the spectrum all the time. Uh But I believe that there's often a a real reason with things and it's not necessarily the Freudian explanation, which gets a little bit wonky, you know, So I think it's the psychology classes that I had and my background in corporate world was HR. So, you know, I kind of blended psychology and business together and made me kind of hate people for a while too, but that's mm-hmm. a whole other story. But I, I, I think that um, we sometimes are given so much new agey woo woo Mm -hmm. that it turns people off. And yet there's a lot of people that are interested or having their own experiences or are curious and Mm -hmm. they want a little bit more of a straight answer than the fuzzy, you know, type of answer that sometimes uh, is given. Well, in a way, that help. I
0: mean that 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 can, that can be very helpful because I mean, I know a lot of, and I'm not cutting them down. I mean, I've had a lot of I have dream people on here, and they're they're cool people. They're wonderful. Write down what your dream is, which is fine. Yeah, but it's write down your dream and look it up in a book. And so you're sitting there, and and I think it's like paranormal investigating too. You know, it's there. there there's no true science to it so you could have one book say one thing another book says another thing so then you're left confused as to what you know what what the possible meaning of
1: this is your approach is a lot better it's you know it's i've got friends that are dream interpreters that have best selling dream books out that i often will say absolutely buy that mm-hmm. but don't You, I mean, because a lot of times people will be like, that doesn't make sense. Or let's even talk about tarot cards. If you read, if someone pulls out a tarot card and then they read the book version of it, they may go, that makes absolutely no sense to what Mm -hmm. I need. So even with tarot, I always say there's an intuitive message with it. Or maybe it doesn't make sense yet. So I think with dreams, there's so many different ways of interpreting it. And there's just not a one size fits all and we all have our own unique stuff. So the, like the top dreams, you know, the flying or the being trapped or the being chased or the falling, those all have similar themes to them in their own unique self. But then you got to dig deeper into the layers of what's going on. Some dream analysts believe that every person in your dream is another part of you. Mm hmm. And I believe that in some of the nightmares, but not all of the nightmares, because I mm-hmm. also believe that we've got past life stuff and paranormal stuff and we've got regression stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's sound, I sound like I'm complicating something that I keep saying. No, 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 no.
0: Not at all. Really. Um, I was, I was thinking
1: about people that have dreams of the future and don't realize they're having them too. The, the premonition and the precogs, you know, those are things that, If a plane is falling and you're like, I intuitively feel like this is going to happen and this isn't something about my life, Uh then I I think that there is the variables that come with that too. Those that have premonitions have a really tough go though because they feel a lot of empaths have the premonitions and they feel as if they're supposed to change the timeline and why are they given the vision of this if they can't call every airline and say i dreamt of a plane crash Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's actually it's a really hard thing for them i always tell those that have because it sounds like you've had premon have you had premonitions before then charlotte no i've had friends that have yeah so it's it's So the Titanic, there were so many people that dreamt that that Titanic was going to sink. Mm -hmm. And they date stamped it and sent note cards out and said, don't go on this boat. And I think everyone probably went on the boat anyway. You know, and then they were like, crap, I didn't prevent this from happening or I didn't prevent my friend from getting, you know, dying or, or what have you. Premonitions, I got questions on premonitions when I go to the other side myself, because I do believe that it's not supposed to be changed. Those that have the premonitions are supposed to help heal, not help prevent. Sure.
0: Actually, I may have had one as a kid, because I remember it's a reoccurring, reoccurring thing, too. I was always under my kit, my dining room table, and there were these windows that were high up around the house. And there was always a man there. And he was a a dark man, you know, shadow man. And he always had like like a top hat on. And he was always walking around my house. And I could see him from underneath the table by these windows. 20 years, 30 years later, I come home from work one day. And there's windows at the top of the
1: dining room. So, yeah. You got a glimpse into the future. Yeah, yeah. I just hope there's no dark man. man? Yeah. I'm like, where'd the top hat man go? That that is creepy. We don't want the top hat man coming. I don't like the top hat man. No. (laughs) Have you ever had a reoccurring dream? Like, I mean, that one was a reoccurring, right? Have you ever had another? I get
0: them. Yeah. I get them occasionally.
1: So reoccurring, again, I'm going to go very simplistic on it is that we're not learning the the lesson, right? We're not analyzing it. So they're gonna keep giving it to us over and over and over. But then there's also sometimes where we have a reoccurring dream and it may have been a precog or a premonition. When I was little, I had a dream or a nightmare where I was in a car on an incline and there was a cottage and there was a lake in back of me. I'm from Michigan, so we have water everywhere. Lots of lakes. Lots of lakes. And I was in the the car. My grandmother was always driving, but I was always in kind of a different position of the car. And my whole family was there. And the car fell backwards into the lake and we all drowned. And every time it did a recurring nightmare, I was trying to open the window. Like it was almost in a lucid way. I was trying to figure it out. So my grandmother was not necessarily the, the, the best person. So even as a child, I'm like, well, maybe I'm having this because I'm afraid my grandma's steering the family around. Like I was really trying to overinterpret it. And then one time I woke up screaming and my dad um, ended up waking me up and saying, what what is going on and I told him and it ended up that the cottage that my grandparents had owned had purchased that I never knew. This was Uh before me that the family ended up all drowning in that exact same way that I had been having the nightmares about Yikes! So, but you know what, once he kind of gave me that validation, I never had that nightmare again either. Yet still to this day, I can vividly see that nightmare
0: Absolutely. What
1: about past lives? Can people see their past lives in their dreams? Absolutely. So, and we can do it in our this in this life too. You know, we can go to a location and go. This feels comfortable. Or, boy, am I drawn to westerns? Or, I really love Gettysburg. Or, I love you know Victorian times or what have you. But a lot of times we dream of our families from our past life. We will dream of scenarios connected to our past life because it's stored within our subconscious. And it's not always scary, but sometimes it is unsettling because obviously we passed away and we've come back into this lifetime. So we may actually have a nightmare of our own death. That's another thing I disagree with a lot of dream interpretation people because they believe that if we die, if we dream that we die, we don't wake up. Oh, wow. Never do that. That's scary. I've I've dreamt I've died, and I'm still here. I can still pinch me. So I've dreamt I've gotten shot and I've died. I've been stabbed and I've died. And when when you dream, when you have the nightmare of dying and it's not connected to a past life, it Mm -hmm. is considered a rebirth, that you're going through a rebirth. You know, I've had a
0: past life dream. I don't want to get into what it was about, but I can tell you that um, When I dreamt it, I knew it was back in the 1800s because it, it wasn't even in color.
1: Oh, interesting! It was, it was like in that tanny kind of mm-hmm.
0: that canny, like old photos of that that, that, that tan tint. That's yeah. what it looked like.
1: That sepia, that tan, that sepia. Tin yeah, sepia. yeah, That's awesome. It, isn't it interesting how you know colors are so different for people? And uh-huh. we th- there is my mom was blind. So they actually say blind people dream in color, even though they don't know what the colors are, but they actually do dream in color. Um, and there's so many different theories with regards to that, because they're like, well, how do they know what blue is? Uh-huh. And intuitively in their dream, they know what blue is. So when they wake up, there's a lot of depression because they've witnessed color in their dreams, that is cool. Is
0: it true? Uh, Well, I don't know true, but, you know, like like the theory behind any kind of scar that you might have on your body or ache and pain can be related to a past life?
1: I actually firmly believe that. I do. So, and I have kind of an interesting story, personal story. My, My daughter was about two years old and we were sitting on the floor we were playing a game and she had a what they call a stork bite, we call them angel kisses on the back Uh of the neck, it's all red, and we're playing a game, and she didn't even know that I was pregnant at the time, I was like way newly pregnant, and she lifted up her hair, and she says, mommy, do you remember when you died in a fire and daddy saved me and my brother. And she pointed to my stomach and I'm like, no, we didn't die in a fire. I'm, I'm here, Michaela. Like I'm here. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. See, I got burnt and she, we never made, it didn't hurt. There was never any, like she didn't even know she had a birthmark there. And um, she's like, no, no, we died. And I'm petrified of fire. I always have been. And so I believe that that she kind of relived at the age of two her pers- her her past life with regards to that fire. Um, mm-hmm. But I've seen clients who have had you know deep wounds in their sides, and it's either sword or shot. And you know, I've I had a friend that was born with a scar on his face like in the womb like he has a scar on his face and he used to say i firmly believe that i got you know cut with a sword or you know with something from a past life might not have been why i died mm-hmm. or that i did something bad and i'm still being you know sort of like a you know scarlet letter if you will sure
0: sure yeah cuz i remember um years and years ago back when i was a youngun PBS had a big uh, story on that, you know, and then you didn't hear anything about it because people were kind of freaked out about it, but now it's becoming more and more common where people are talking about it.
1: Yeah. And I think there was that one show, uh, psychic kids mm-hmm. and they dropped yeah, on it a couple yeah. times with, you know, where they're like, you know, they have a leg, they were born with a leg issue, you know, that they thought they had polio from a past life. And why do they still have a limp? You know, or, you know, different situations like that. It's an interesting theory because I believe that we we're supposed to learn through our past lives, right? Oh. Uh-huh. We're not supposed to reproduce. So kind of a side note, like everyone's always looking for their soulmate that they had in a past life. I'm like, well, you're not growing if you're hanging with the same soul group all the time. Like you're, like, you're supposed to grow outside of that. But, um, there is, you know, the, that theory that with those wounds, it's not supposed to harm you or be a remind. It's supposed to be just be a reminder that there are so many different lifetimes that you lived and you've survived in some way, shape or form and that you've given another opportunity. Maybe more humans would be better humans if they, you know, thought of it that way where, you know, make life matter.
0: Here's a question, real quick, kind of like around about dreams about life after or, or stuff after death. I have a friend who, um, her both her parents are gone now, and she never sees her mother in the dreams. He, it's always him. What? Why would that
1: happen? There's so many different, you know, parts of that because I get a lot of clients that get upset that they don't have their visit with the person that they want or with a person mm-hmm. at all. Or I had, I had. Three sisters the other day in my office and two of the sisters have had the the visit with their mom and the other one hasn't had zilch. So she's like, I don't understand. Like I thought mom loved me too. Like I don't get it. So a lot of times it's our own stuff. It's not them that doesn't want to visit us. It's our own stuff. So are we mad at them? Are we upset? Are we still in deep grief from that? And so often we can just simply, before we go to bed, say, I'm inviting X in to visit with me. Uh-huh. And then being patient and uh, and doing that several times over. Oftentimes our visits are better when we don't have an alarm clock that we have set. They're better in a location that's not like our bed, like it's a hotel or a friend's house or even on the couch, And we're in that good alpha state where it's just like we're going to bed not because we're exhausted or we have taken medication or we drink some wine or, you know, took some other substance because that actually buffers that. So they want to visit with us just as much as we want to visit with them I've had people say, well, my gosh, are they in hell? Did they not make it to heaven? Is the... Mm-hmm. And that's rarely the case. It's it's mostly a, an us problem and not a them problem. Okay. Okay. Just wondered about that. The other thing I wonder about is can we control what, what we dream? We can. So, you know, we have this amazing conditioning that we can create through lucid dreaming. And it was you know, discovered, if you will, by a psychiatrist in like the 19, early 1900s. And we can constantly shift and change. So remember those books back in the day, they probably still have them now, where you can choose your ending, you know, you read and it says, you know, do you want to go to the zoo? Do you want to go to the circus? And your your day is different. We can do the same thing, but what we first have to do is we have to set an intention. So Mm -hmm. what do we want our dream to be? And we also have to heal what's going on in our living moments. Because if we're going through toxic times, stressful anxiety times, we're likely to have those stressful anxiety riddled dreams or nightmares as well. It's that gets a little bit complicated. Because how many of us fall asleep to a television going, Mm -hmm. you know, or to the radio going, or um, take Tylenol PM before we go to sleep or something like that. And that actually blocks your ability to lucid dream because your brain's going I hear Judge Judy on. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's Duran Duran on the radio. You know, it's like thinking of all of this. And then you end up having, you know, a crazy dream where you're at a Duran Duran concert with Judge Judy. And you're like, that was a weird dream. I wonder what that meant. Mm -hmm. It didn't mean anything. It meant that all this stuff was going on outside of your subconscious and it was interfering with your ability to dream. But we can... Create moments with our loved ones on the other side. We can create healing with ourselves. We can, and even nightmares, it is a form of healing. It's not supposed to be punishing us. It's a form of therapy.
0: Where do you think they come from? I mean, do you think that they come from um, the, the the divine, or are they coming from some other area?
1: I think it's a mixture of. Okay you know, uh, again, it depends on what it is. If it's Duran Duran on, on the radio, Mm -hmm. it's coming from your radio. It's, I I do believe in a higher power. You know, I believe in our guides and and angels and I believe that they often will also sort of send us note cards, if you will, through that means, because we don't pay attention. Most people don't pay attention throughout the daytime. We're so overloaded with so much and now, with all the electronics, you know, you got someone with an iPad in one hand and an iPhone in another hand and a laptop in front of them, and, you know, and all of this chaos of noise. So it is important to reground yourself. You know, some people don't like meditation. That's okay. But just taking a couple deep breaths, drinking some water, and not overloading yourself with too much content all the time now listen to california haunts you know don't turn that off but that's right you know, keep me on yeah keep keep this on but you know it, it is really good to i mean i even me in the shower i used yeah. they used to be my meditation time and now i'm listening to true crime podcasts i need to stop doing that note to self
0: How does any of this uh, fit in, if if at all, with uh, dream
1: paralysis? So there's a couple of different conditioning with dream paralysis. One, it can be a sleep problem. It can be sleep apnea. It can be just exhaustion and stress. It can also be paranormal. I do firmly believe that there can be a paranormal situation And it depends on where you're landing on your sleep. So if you are stressed, you're not going through the cycles of sleep like you should. So it's sort of like your car's transmission. It's skipping. It's going to skip. And you're not going to be able to get to where you need to. So that's when you're going, you might be taking a substance to sleep or even some medications like statins or anti-anxiety and even some acid reflux drugs. Don't uh-huh. stop taking those, but they do cause some problems. Um, but then there's also the paranormal. So are you completely awake? Are you completely conscious or can you not open your eyes? There's some of the things that you have to like, what's connected to that sleep paralysis. Sleepwalking is another thing, you know, so people will be like, I'm taking Ambien, but I'm sleepwalking. So I'm sure that it's paranormal. No, I'm pretty sure it's the Ambien. Pretty sure. Probably not paranormal. Now you might be seeing and sensing more because of that. But relieve one of those things, stop one of those things and you'll end up Being able to um, cure—I don't like the word Uh cure—heal the other thing. Uh It's scary, though. Sleep for those that have ever had sleep paralysis, whether it's connected to a paranormal incident or it's connected to a sleep issue, is super frightening. It's probably more frightening than any nightmare because it's like a—it's like an awake nightmare.
0: Absolutely. And people um, I've heard stories, too, of people that are lying on their beds and they're they're half asleep. And it's not paranormal. It's just that they wake up in a dream and their bed seems to be shaking.
1: So this I I, I almost feel like when we sleep, our soul goes to a pod that heals us. Mm-hmm. So our soul kind of comes back into our body and we are made up of a vibration and so I think that that's that vibration that we're feeling is that reconnection that's happening. So I have had people say, we had to have had an earthquake. Like, we had to. I'm like, we're in Michigan. We did not. Didn't. It just didn't. Right, right. Very rare that Michigan has an earthquake. So it's, but it's typically just the vibrational energy that's happening. Okay. Awesome. I
0: remember um, when I started to have these uh, weird dreams, I started to read books beforehand and then I I realized that, like you say, it's whatever you're looking at before you fall asleep because I would, I would, uh, I would be able to control the dreams by whatever I was
1: reading. Yeah. And even with that, I don't know how many times people have dreamt something and woken up and said, Oh my gosh, that was like the most amazing movie idea or book idea that i've ever had and then they're like but now i don't remember what it was but i know that it was like stephen king best-selling worthy and uh so it's not that you it's you should take some some at least five to ten minutes before you close your eyes to take some deep breaths in and out but most people who have had the ideas for books and songs and Music and you know, all of that, a lot of it has come from their dreams or their nightmares. And they do keep a notepad next to them and they write Mm -hmm. down, like within the first 10 seconds of waking up, you need to write down at least an outline of what it was, Mm -hmm. or else once you put your feet on the ground, your brain says, I'm erasing it or I'm archiving it.
0: Here's a question well, kind of a question. Um, this person says he's. Waking up and can't move. He has wild, vivid, futuristic dreams with great colors louder louder, louder than normal. Is that something that, that 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 happens with these dreams?
1: Not often with sleep paralysis. So he may end up be have he might be having some premonitions mm-hmm. of the future. So the one thing is, I'm going to go back to making sure. sure that he goes to a doctor. And that, you know, everything's okay. And there's not some oxygen situation that's happening and making sure that there are no substances, you know, that are being taken previous to this and writing down, well, what does that futuristic, like Pandora type of, you know, feeling, feel, feel like, or what's it called? What's the Disney movie? Do you remember that? Disney's got it. Uh, there's a ride with it. It's it's very vibrant. There's like all these crazy mushrooms and things that why can't I think of it?
0: Is it also Wonderland?
1: No, no, so but that's I, weird. I too. We'll be, I, that's that weird is too freaky that i like to know crazy. what he was on when he wrote it i hate to say it but yeah it, no that that and Willy wonka freaks me that and wizard of oz honestly no, I think you know what the chocolate room how can you be freaked out by the chocolate room come on there's a lot of freakiness in that there just is
0: there is but still i mean my whole i mean that that that's my
1: whole dream is to walk down to a room where i can eat the trees and stuff i'm good <laughs> be amazing it would be amazing (laughs) i could see this i rode this silly ride at disney world and i could see it so it's all very vibrant so the world that he created was super vibrant and i can't remember who the guy is that created this world but i believe i saw a documentary on it and he actually said that he had dreamt of this world and then he went and created it now it's not star wars but okay. it's starts with an A, I think, I don't know, an A or a P, I don't
0: know. That's cool. Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, my question too, is that, um, like you say, and, and, and I've heard that before, just like you just said about creative people, you know, finding their creativity in their dreams. I mean, it's, that's not unheard of. It's totally not unheard of,
1: but no. what about
0: someone that has, I mean, you know, like I, I've had one dream in my life where it was so impressive to me that i had to call around to my friends to make sure everybody was okay
1: oh yeah those those dreams of like you are feeling like someone passed away or i always like the good dreams where you're having it that someone's pregnant when right. i call someone and say hey are you pregnant they hate it because i'm always right with the dream and they're like oh crap it's christy calling me again it better not be are you a pregnant dream but the, <laughs> again that whole death dream tends to be not like something bad is going to happen, but it's more of a rebirth that's happening. So why our brains always go to the negative with it, it's the human nature, like we started this off with. And, you know, I've, I'm sure we've woken up and said, Oh, I just have a bad feeling. I had that terrible dream. I dreamt of a car crash. I dreamt of plane crash or you know i was at somebody's funeral and they're not passed and then you really honestly fear that it's a psychic dream in lieu of it being a deeper symbolic meaning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. death dreams tend to rarely be about death unless you end up dreaming or you wake up and you have like grandma who's not doing well, and she's standing at the end of your bed, or you dream that you answer the phone, and she's like, I, I love you. And then you wake up to the phone ringing, and then it's them telling you that grandma passed away. Those are very frequent, and I think actually super beautiful, as much as they are for some kind of a freaky experience.
0: Okay, okay, okay. What can people do? Like Like we were just talking about ways to make your dreams happier, like if you're going through a period in your life where you're under so much stress and and you want to try and like, you know, not take that stress into your dreams.
1: I wish I had a magic wand, right? I wish for all of that. So the first thing is not to have electronics next to your bed, because that really does interfere with all of that to have a darker room, to have a cooler room. There's scientific reasons behind that to not sleep with the television and the nightlight on. There's again, scientific well, reasons. Well, that's not for me. So I, I'm I know, right? Same here <sighs> to meditate or to use some soothing music before you go to sleep. And there are actually several different foods that you should not eat or drink like caffeine beforehand or you know chocolate beforehand but cherries actually have or taking a a swig of cherry juice is actually supposed to be really really good for lucid dreams and it helps got a relaxation you know element to it too um some people really do well with like melatonin rather than an advil pm melatonin gives me nightmares So does magnesium. And it's funny how everyone has a different, you know, different take on whatever they're taking. Everyone's unique.
0: Someone in the chat room mentioned Mr. Toad's wild ride. Yeah, that would be a scary dream too.
1: That would be. Or over and over and over again.
0: And as silly as that ride is, (laughs) as silly and wooden as that thing looks, it's still hysterical. I don't care how old you get when you get on that thing.
1: It's ridiculous. I actually (laughs) love Disney World because I do feel like, one, it's super haunted. I've never been to Disneyland. I've never been to California. It's Disneyland. But it's both of them are super haunted. I know that's not what our, our talk is about. But they're both super haunted. And anytime I've ever gone to Disney World, I have had nightmares while I was sleeping there. It's like an overstimulus of so much. Oh yeah, there's just it's just like boom, it's like it's like when you take your dog out for the first time in the dog park and there's like eight other
0: dogs there and the dog is just like woo, you know, looking around and barking and jumping around, you can't control
1: the dog. It's so like people say they don't get any rest at like Gettysburg, say because there's yeah. so much spirit activity. I'm like I also don't get rest at Disney World, and I'm paying a fortune for this room, and it's just overstimulated. So it it and actually they've been trying to change that. They've been trying to calm like the hotel rooms down and everything because I think there's been a major complaint with that. But um and they've done that with hospitals. The psychology of you right know, with hospitals. They've actually brought interior designers and psychiatrists and psychologists. And I actually have have helped with a hospice in Michigan to help make it so that people have that restfulness, you know, in their places when they're supposed to heal, because that's what our sleep is. It's our healing time. And if we're riddled with nightmares, then we're not and and we're letting it go and we're not doing anything about it that we're going to continue to not sleep.
0: Yeah, but if anybody stayed in the hospital or had time in the hospital, you don't sleep anyway. You know, you no sooner to fall asleep with somebody picking at you. It's true. But if it's, <laughs>
1: you know, say, a hospice situation, though, right, 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 right are right. supposed to let you rest. And they've been really trying to do some amazing work around the United States and making those not so sterile looking and having them much more like a luxury hotel, like your yes.
0: home. Yeah, there's a lot of neat programs going on. I have a question in the chat room. If a person um, is not getting enough sleep and has jacked his sleep mode to sleeping during the day rather than at night, my kid is is homeschooled and he does not do drugs of any kind. So I wonder if that affects dreaming, you know, if, if you flip your sleep schedule like that.
1: It does. So you do not dream as well in the daytime as you do in the nighttime. You do not rest as much. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of different um, scientific studies that's connected to those that are on midnights or afternoon shifts and the sleep patterns. And those that that sleep during the day have a higher suicide rate than those that are have the time at night to sleep. And it has everything to do with like the endorphins and the serotonin and the restfulness of it, the whole, are you going through that sleep cycle? So if someone is not getting good sleep or if they're on an afternoon or a midnight shift, my suggestion is to take 10 to 15 minutes a day of just closing your eyes and doing some deep breathing. You don't have to do the whole yoga thing. And there's a cheat, actually. So um, if you can take your thumb and your pointer finger and your middle finger and hold those together, and it doesn't have to be real tight, but tight enough, and then you take a deep breath in and out, it forces your diaphragm to go. So if you ever saw like Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey, they look like they're divas holding their fingers like that. It's because they're trying to get all of the air to hit those notes. So if you can do that three times a day, you will then oxygenize, you know, and reground your body and you should be able to sleep at a better pace just by breathing better three times a day.
0: Okay. Okay, getting back to our deceased loved ones, can can obviously they can give us advice and dreams. Are we able to have conversations with them?
1: We can have complete conversations. It's just often not how we think about it. Mm-hmm. So some people will have more of a telepathic. You know, conversation and they go way faster than what we'd like. It, they tend to be, and they sometimes are very symbolic as well. So we won't necessarily have a five hour conversation, but it could be in passing. And a lot of people it's like they're alive. And the conversation is like, I thought you were dead. And they're like, I'm not dead. And you're like, yes, you are dead. And they're like, no, I'm not. And then you wake up and you're like, I wasted the whole time arguing with them that they were dead and because they aren't dead, they're in an afterlife. And that's how they can kind of meet you in the middle.
0: Okay. Very interesting. What's your advice for someone that keeps having continual nightmares?
1: to outline what those nightmares are, look at the themes with what they are, and tackle the stress and the trauma of the conscious moments. And the more that you can work on that, it could even be that you're going to therapy, or you're going to, you know, a life coach or a minister or talking to a friend, but you're internalizing too much stuff. So it needs to be riddled out or journaled. You can journal on it too. If you don't like to communicate with other people.
0: So what's the, what steps do you, when somebody comes to you, you know, you know, they're having sleep problems and nightmares and stuff. What steps do you take to work with them to make, to get them? Because a lot of people, like you say, aren't really open. You know, a lot of people don't want to talk about this stuff. So how do you get that out of them to figure out what the heck's going on?
1: Well, if they're coming to me, they want to talk about it. So they're okay. so that's good. Um, but the first thing is I I have them, you know, tell me what their dream or their nightmare is. And then we kind of evaluate the depth of each, you know, piece of it. So I'll, I'll give you a for instance. So I had a client who continued to have this dream that she was being chased by this man And this man, every time she would hit the wall, there was nowhere for her to go. And he would stab her in the back and she would die. And I'm like, okay, so what your fear is, is being backstabbed by people, by being betrayed. And there's nowhere where you can go. So what I want you to do is next time you have this dream, I want you to turn around and face him because you're avoiding, right? It's kind of like that passive aggressiveness. And she's like, okay, I can do that. So next time she had the dream, she turned around and she screamed at him and she goes, do you know what happened next? I'm like, what? And she goes, he stabbed me in the front. And I go, okay, but you still faced him. And she never had that dream again. She never had that nightmare again after that. And so she went into her life in her real life going, okay, I need to stop running away from things that I need to face. And so she learned from that. And she really grew in her living moments to stop being so passive and avoiding things Mm -hmm. instead of facing the problem straight in the end. And it might hurt you, right? You don't always like what you hear back. But it still is sometimes better than just putting the earmuffs on and going la 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 la, and it doesn't exist, and then you're having nightmares about it because it does exist.
0: Can you share with me one of the worst dreams you've ever heard? You know that that, that somebody
1: related to you. Oh my gosh, I have heard the craziest from like so crazy, and I think that they all have their own unique footprint with why it was so bad. Um, To get too descript, a lot of people will have a nightmare of things that had happened to them as a child that they suppressed. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what really, it hurts my heart to know that they had lived that whole time with feeling like you know, they weren't allowed to talk about it and they suppressed it and they never healed from it. That's when I get them help from a licensed psychiatrist or psychologist. Uh-huh. And, you know, I would never say this is what it means because I don't want to ever, you know, put any ideas into their brain with uh-huh. that either. But those are probably the worst when. And oftentimes their nightmares are more connected to their children and Uh something terrible happening to their child. But it's not about their child. It's about what had happened to them as a child. I know I'm being a little bit vague, but it gets very, I think everyone kind of gets the gist with what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's next for you now? I have a book that's coming out in February that is on empaths and it is making sensitivity your strength and I'm really excited about it. We actually talk about dreams in it because that influences a lot of empaths and I I have this big poster in my office office that says um, I'm pretty cool but I cry a lot and it pretty much sums up my whole you know, life, my whole world. And I uh-huh. think a lot of empaths are like that too. Like there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in corporate world. There's no crying. Well, there is, you know, cause we feel everybody else is tough. So uh-huh. it's, it's more of, you know, helping those that thought they were outcasts because they were psychic or they were feeling things or they were having different paranormal experiences or what have uh-huh. you to know that they're not alone. Cool, cool, cool. One more question in the chat room. See, I told you They get busy. Um, she
0: says her other child only had one bad dream. Um, like the one you spoke of. So this day she states, I can't, I'm blind here. So this day she states, I am too um, out loud that, that that she never, um, dreams is in, is envious of her brother who does dream. So what happens when you don't dream? What does that mean?
1: When you don't dream, it tends to be that you're snoring. You cannot dream when you're snoring. And so it's going to get a sleep study done. Okay. It's not getting enough oxygen to your brain in order for you to go through that sleep cycle, because it is healthy for us to dream. We should have probably about six oh to eight dreams a night, six to eight of them a night. Now we're wow. probably going to only remember one or two if we're going through our proper sleep cycles. And if you're having zero, then there's likely a sleep disorder. Okay. Here's a question now. That just, whoa, I'm like, ow. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's reverberating in my ears. (laughs) I keep forgetting it's there. Um, If you have a dream, you wake up, you go back to sleep, and
1: the the dream continues. Yeah, that is crazy i always think that's crazy cool except if it's an exhausting dream like i i get up i go to the bathroom i come back and i'm still working the same dream that i didn't want to be working in again and that again is that your guides and the divine is telling you that you need to work on this so they're just really pushing it you know okay. to, to work on it
0: all right thank you so much this hour blew
1: by i'm gonna try if it's okay with you when your book comes out i would love to have you on again. I'd love that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm squinting too. Cause it's like 1030, my time, and my contacts are there like, you go. you're not up this late normally. So there you go. Thank but yeah, I would so love much. to have you back
0: on when your book comes out and, and talk more because I've learned so much from you and I, I like your approach to it all. It's great. Thank you. And and it's just, it's just really refreshing to hear.
1: Thank you. But, I appreciate it. Have a great November. You do too. I'll see you in February then. righty. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.
0: Okay, guys, another thing to remember with all this is that never eat crackers before you go on the air because you end up, like, thirsty during the show. And I did that. I ate crackers before I came on. Huge mistake. Anyway, thank you guys for coming. If you like the show, let me switch my little screen here. Make sure I'm on the right messing up screens today, haven't I? It's been like that. As this happens sometimes, you know, um, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you didn't like the show, share it with five of your enemies. Um, we're, we're, we're equal opportunity here. Uh, if you can see, there's a ticker running down along the bottom. This show is financed completely through my pocket and it starts to get pricey after a while. So if you could find it in your heart to donate at www.califor.com. What am I saying? PayPal. See what I mean? haunts. That would be great. Any you know, any little bit helps out with that. I'd really appreciate it. Um, our YouTube channel. If you try to find us on YouTube, you will not do it. You can Google us all you want. Uh, you're not going to find us. We are at 96 subscribers right now. We're getting closer to our goal. We need a we we need a little over 100 subscribers so we can get that dedicated URL. Otherwise, you can find us at www.CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. Click on the uh, video on the front, and that will take you over our YouTube site where all our archives are. From there, you can subscribe. We need subscribers, and um, I'm asking you to subscribe because if we get enough subscribers, I'm going to be able to put a dedicated a dedicated URL over there. But I want to thank you guys for coming and i will see you tomorrow tomorrow sandra coos is going to be on we're going to be talking about reiki and uh how she's turned into a reiki master and how 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 reiki can help you personally so we're going to be talking to her again and one quick reminder is we're going to be on monday tuesday wednesday and thursday this week and it's it's starting for the whole month like that so please 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 uh, stick with us and uh, we're going to have some real interesting guests lined up for this week and next week in the whole month, I've been working really hard at getting us some guests. But I want to thank you guys for coming, and I appreciate it. And I will see you all tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific.